O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, January 8th. Shabbat Shalom. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Hasatan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days. So guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Bo, and it means go. Exodus 13:1-16 Then the Lord said to Moses, Dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites. The first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to me. So Moses said to the people, This is a day to remember forever the day you left Egypt, the place of your slavery. Today the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. Remember, eat no food containing yeast. On this day in early spring, in the month of Aviv, you have been set free. You must celebrate this event in this month each year after the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites. He swore to your ancestors that he would give you this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. Then on the seventh day, celebrate a feast to the Lord. Eat bread without yeast during those seven days. In fact, 
There must be no yeast bread or any yeast at all found within the borders of your land during this time. On the seventh day you must explain to your children, I am celebrating what the Lord did for me when I left Egypt. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Let it remind you always to recite this teaching of the Lord. With a strong hand, the Lord rescued you from Egypt. So observe the decree of this festival at the appointed time each year. This is what you must do when the Lord fulfills the promise He swore to you and to your ancestors. When He gives you the land where the Canaanites now live, you must present all firstborn sons and firstborn male animals to the Lord, for they belong to Him. A firstborn donkey may be bought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb or a young goat in its place. But if you do not buy it back, you must break its neck. However, you must buy back every firstborn son. And in the future, your children will ask you, what does all this mean? Then you will tell them, with the power of his mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, the place of our slavery. Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go. So the Lord killed all the firstborn males throughout the land of Egypt, both people and animals. That is why I now sacrifice all the firstborn males to the Lord, except that the firstborn sons are always bought back. This ceremony will be like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. It is a reminder that the power of the Lord's mighty hand brought us out of Egypt. Matthew 6, 25-7-14 That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your Heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. 
Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, Let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Your parents, if you If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Psalm 8, 1-9 O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Yet... You made them only a little lower than God, and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority, the flocks and the herds, and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims the ocean currents. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Proverbs 2, 6-15 For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you, 
Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. These men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. They take pleasure in doing wrong, and they enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked, and their ways are wrong. I want to speak to you today from Exodus chapter 13, and as I was reading this, I saw something I had never seen before. It is an interesting pattern. Let's take a look. Exodus chapter 13. First, let's start with verse 4. On this day in early spring, in the month of Aviv, you have been set free. Now, we've talked about this before, that biblical history is prophecy. In other words, God works in patterns. He'll set up a pattern, and then he'll repeat it over and over, a little bit like a beautiful handmade crocheted quilt, where you have a pattern of certain colors that occur in a certain sequence in the rows of that quilt. So, God works in patterns, and the original pattern that has been set is the very first Passover, and the very first Passover happens in the spring. On this early day in spring, in the month of Aviv, you have been set free. So, there's going to be another exodus, the greater exodus to come, and the conditions have to be similar to what the first exodus was like. In other words, the people's of the planet, of the globe, have to be in some kind of a dire situation of bondage, of slavery, a loss of freedom. Are we there? Well, take a look. Look at what this global pandemic has done in places like Australia, in Austria, New Zealand, Germany, France, You can't travel freely if you're unvaccinated. You can't go to the public arena and go to a restaurant or sit down and have coffee or get on a bus or a train. If you don't have a green passport, if you don't prove that you've been vaccinated and boosted and boosted, that's a tremendous loss of freedom. And in places like Austria, the leader of Austria has said, we should just um, get rid of the Nuremberg Code. And the Nuremberg Code basically says, You cannot have medical experimentation on somebody without their informed consent. It's against international law. And the leader of Austria wants to do away with that. This jab is experimental. So loss of freedom. Yes, the world is experiencing that, some to greater degrees than other places. And so, there's a day coming when we will be set free, just like the Hebrews in Egypt were set free. And God, I believe, will repeat the pattern. It will happen at a future Passover in the spring. That's when the greater exodus will begin, at a future Passover in the spring. Now, continuing on, let's take a look at verse 9. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Let it remind you always to recite this teaching of the Lord with a strong hand. The Lord rescued you from Egypt. 
This same idea is repeated in verse 16. This ceremony will be like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. It is a reminder that the power of the Lord's mighty hand brought us out of Egypt. Now, I believe that's very significant that they use the terminology a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Can you think of another place in the Bible where the hand or the forehead is marked? Yes, it's the mark of the beast. Let's take a look at that. Revelation 16, verse 2. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore. Upon who? The men which had the mark of the beast, upon them which worshipped his image. Revelation 19, verse 20. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. So everyone who receives the mark of the beast is deceived and them that worshipped his image. And these were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Well, where is this mark to be found? Revelation chapter 14, verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark, where? On his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. So this mark of the beast will happen on the hand or the forehead. And in Revelation chapter thirteen seventeen, if you don't take the mark of the beast, this is what happens. Revelation 13, verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell save that he has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So without this mark, you will not be able to buy or sell. When that is fully deployed, that's when we will need to flee. That's when we will need to leave the city, gather with our fellowship groups, go out into the country, and begin our greater exodus journey because we will not be able to participate in the economy any longer. Now, we're already seeing some stages and steps moving us in that direction. Doctors and nurses have been fired for refusing to take the jab. Marines have been kicked out of the Marine Corps because they refuse to take the jab. State workers, federal workers, have been terminated because they refuse to take the jab. Many people have lost their livelihoods and their careers over this issue. And so when you refuse to take the jab, there are huge costs to pay. But we're not there fully yet. It's not fully deployed. We're in a process, and we're not at the end game yet. But we are certainly moving in that direction. There are grocery stores in Canada where if you don't have a vaccine passport and show that you've been jabbed, you're not allowed to shop there. You can't buy food. That's a symptom and a sign of the mark of the beast beast system. So keeping the Passover 
is our mark of the Lord, the mark of Yahweh, that when we keep Passover, it is like a mark upon us on our hand or our forehead. And it's a sign, a visible sign, like a mark branded on our hand or our forehead to remind us that the Lord delivered us with a strong hand and rescued us from Egypt. He did it back then, and he's going to do it again. And I believe that this strong hand, this uh, mark branded on our hand or our forehead, that when we keep Passover, that's our mark. That's a big remez hint. It's a clue that our final exemption, our final redemption, redemption, our final redemption, our final deliverance, our greater exodus to come, is going to be associated with Passover because of this language of the mark on our hand or our forehead. It's a clue to us that when we see the mark of the beast rising up and fully deployed, that the Lord is going to rise up with his mark for our hand and forehead, that when we keep Passover, he will deliver us like he did originally with the Hebrews in Egypt. The mark of the hand of the forehead of Passover is our big sign and our big clue that very likely the mark of the beast will be fully deployed sometime just prior to a future Passover. And we, instead of taking the mark of the beast, we will take the mark of the Lord and keep Passover, and he will deliver us. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.